ho, ho. Hello there, little boy or girl, and welcome to my grotto. Why don't you sit on my knee and tell me all about what you'd like for Christmas? A podcast? All about festivals? Are you sure you wouldn't rather have a podcast about cricket? No? Well, I'm sure my elves, Tommy and Johnny, can find something in the workshop for you. Ah, yes, here you go. Your Fest, a podcast all about festivals. I hope you enjoy it and that you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now, come on, Rudolph, we've got to deliver all these Richard Blackwood CDs to a little boy in Salford. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Your Fest, the podcast that's all about festivals. I am one of your hosts, Johnny Sharples, and I'm joined as ever and always by my mustachioed elf on the shelf, Tommy Stewart. Tommy, how are you doing today? I'm good, mate. Feeling nice and Christmassy. Uh, we were just talking about Christmas films before we were recording. So, uh, yeah, and an elf on the shelf. Never been called that before. I keep seeing them on all my nep- all my cousins and aunties and so on's uh, Facebook feeds. Never have had one before, but happy to be associated with those little guys. I know. And we had a lovely little message from Father Christmas or Santa Claus, if you are not British, at the beginning of the episode. I did think that we could have reworked uh, the 12 Days of Christmas to be all about your fest. So I've just got a list of different um, options that we could have had instead of a partridge in a tree. I'll just run through these. So uh, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a Richard Blackwood CD. <laughs> On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Lincoln Park featuring Jay-Z. So. <laughs> On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Tommy has turned 30. <laughs> and last but not least, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Nahal picking DJ Spoonie. So... <laughs> I really hope that Nahal god bless him doesn't like listen to this podcast i don't think he does <laughs> so that's that's christmas covered. never live we'll it come... down yeah that's christmas covered we probably won't mention it again in this episode but for anyone that's not listened before do you want to give a brief explainer of what this podcast is actually all about yes every week on your fest we invite a different guest on to talk about their dream festival lineup any act artist band or even comedian, dead or alive. Uh, they have to pick days of the week for the festival. Uh, they have to pick a name and a location for it. And our guest this week is the excellent stand-up comedian, Darren Harriet, who you may have seen on things like Hypothetical on Dave, The Last Leg on Channel 4. He's done Live at the Apollo on the BBC as well. He's a really excellent comedian and someone we're really looking forward to, to talking about his dream festival. Yes, he's going to be fantastic. Um, and a fellow West, West Midlander like myself, which is um, uh, quite rare on this podcast, actually. Is he the first West Midlander? Apart maybe. from you, maybe. Maybe, yeah. So Anyway, should we get straight to it? Although, according to Carl Anker, I'm uh, from Bradford, Sheffield and Manchester. <laughs> That's according to the uh, family tree that you gave to Lloyd Griffith as well. <laughs> Not forgetting your dad's next door neighbour. Anyway, uh, should we yeah, get straight get to, to it? it? Let's do it. Here we go. Ho, ho. Episode 25 of Your Fest with Darren Harriet. Yeah. (laughs) 
Darren Harriet, welcome to Your Fest and to the Your Fest Planning Committee. How are you doing today? I'm good, buddy. Thank you for having me. It's, you're more than welcome. It's uh, we've got Tommy here with us as well, obviously, as we do, as ever and always. How are you doing, Tommy? Still tashless, but it's getting there. It's getting there. Basically, <laughs> uh, Darren, I did um, because I'm um, not famously. I'm not famous, but um, <laughs> I to my friends at least. Infamously, I'd, I've, I've had I've had a moustache for uh, like eight years. So this November, I did reverse November, so I shaved it off. And I just felt weird. Anyway, it's coming back now. I'm, and Johnny I'm, usually... I'm growing a handlebar at the minute. That's what I'm. Oh, oh are you? Oh, oh, sick! Yeah, the, the, handle, the handlebar. It's a weird look for a black guy to have a handlebar mustache. You know what? <laughs> Hulk Hogan vibes. It's how, yeah, it's Hulk Hogan. Exactly, Hulk Hogan vibes. I'm aware of how destiny is gonna take its course, brother. That's a, or uh, the sort of guy who can like work at a fair. <laughs> <laughs> It's that kind of a look. I believe they call them carnies on The Simpsons. He's not just some guy, Marge. He's a carny and part of a noble tradition. Carnies built this country. The carnival part of it, anyway. And though they may be rat-like in appearance, they are truly kings among men. Okay, let's go, Fetty. Yes, sir. Carnies, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's carny. <laughs> I don't know if it's politically correct now, but uh, it was funny <laughs> on The Simpsons. <laughs> Can we have a go on Darren's waltzes? You'll have a lovely time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so on the theme of... on the There's often waltzes at festivals. A nice segue into... Oh, what a link. This, this podcast's all about festivals. Are you a fan of them or do you, correctly like I do, despise them? Uh, first of all, I, I have mixed feelings. I don't want to be on the fence here, but uh, I've... So I used to work as a security guard, so I've worked all the festivals... Uh, but like a lot of the ones in this country and I also enjoyed raving at festivals and I've, I, I'm a bit mixed, I'm a bit split in between but if I, if I had to pick gun to my head I would say I enjoy festivals but normally you need a, a, a drugs to really <laughs> to really like to not be able to see all the, mm. I can swear here right? Of course, yeah, you fire can say what you want to not be able to see all the uh, all the all the shit. As soon as I said, "Can I swear?" I immediately didn't want to swear. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell by the way he said shit. Yeah, it's, shit. it's yeah. As if you say it like, for the first time at school. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you're a comedian and, and someone says, oh, tell me a joke." I'm like, I don't want to tell any jokes now. I don't want to do it." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's. I feel like to be, it, it all depends on the festival. It all depends on whether you're going for more of a ravey type thing. Are you going for one of those sort of weekenders where it yeah. still is a festival type atmosphere, but you've got like chalets and stuff to stay in. So, you know, uh, <laughs> they, and they plan stuff during the day. Um, but in terms of like waltzes at a festival, I've never been to a festival that has those sort of things. Sort of festivals <laughs> I've, I've been to and work at, you'd, you'd steal the metal off those. <laughs> you, <laughs> you could not, you could not have. I, I, I mean, I remember like locals, just speaking of fun things at fairs, you know, those, um, uh, uh, those, those like carny type fairs that would like turn up and, they were, yeah. and they'd be there for like a weekend or something. And you'd have the yeah. bumper cars and all that sort of stuff. And the, that punch machine where you punch it and it tells you how, fucking yeah. hard you are all of those places <laughs> all of those things you could not have them i've luckily i've never seen any of those things at like proper festivals because oh. they are they <laughs> they are asking for trouble and back in back in my day 
Um, they were like 50p a ride, and now they're like fucking four, five pounds or something. Yeah, now you, you literally have to give a fiver to go on them, which is like crazy. But um, I, what, do, uh, I, I don't know if I could anymore. I, 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 like, I was so fearless when I was younger, but I mean, Alton Towers and that is fine. It feels pretty safe saying that, that, that you know, they still have accents there, but like those fun fair, fair like fair rides, just I don't know, especially ones like uh, I remember in Spain, we used to go to on like on. on when we went on family holidays and there was like there was one of these right next to the sea you know those big ones that like those it, it was called like aladdin or something and it, huh. those massive ones that like yeah, spin around so yeah. you're on the bottom and you're all sat like that like as if you're kind of in rows at the cinema or something i'm i think i was 12 uh so my little brother would have been 10 my older sister would have been 14 uh i'm a mom and dad mom and dad age and we were next to the uh it was right next to the sea. And my brother's like, Sydney's like 10 and he's fucking tiny. And I was just like, I was, I couldn't watch it. They, and they said it, you know, I, I didn't go on it, but they said it was the most terrifying experience of all time. My, all they had was a bar. That's all they had. They didn't have straps or anything, just a bar. And they go up about like, I don't know, 75 foot in the air. My brother apparently was just like floating up. My mum had to like hold him down. Oh God, it makes me anxious just thinking about it. I couldn't do yeah. it anymore. The, the, the issue with those kind of rides are is my, my theory is if you can set up your ride to go and, and, and you know, work within four hours, <laughs> that's not the ride I want to go on. Do you ever see it where they turn up and it's like transformers? It just becomes, I'm like, I don't think that's gone through all the normal health and safety uh, protocols, man. So yeah, I tried to stay away from mm. all of those things, but I guess, I guess at a festival, a ride like what you're saying would be quite the attraction because it is it, it is quite different. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've uh, been to the sort of festivals where you do sort of little art and craftsy type stuff and, you know, uh, but they, they always feel a bit more like retreats and retreats and stuff. And yeah, um, it's, it's those sort of, uh, you know, like uh, what's it called? Wonderlust or something like that, where they're all very... Yeah. cater to a specific crowd we are vegans and hipsters we like we're spiritual and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and it's all like quite minimal deep house you can music say bullshit play. instead of stuff don't worry and all that fucking stuff for twats that they love <laughs> <laughs> all that wanker shit uh, <laughs> but i'll tell you they're they're, they're as, a, as a comic uh, i've never done those gigs but i know that they would be amazing gigs um, any of those speciality type events I learned. So I've, so I've, yeah, so I've literally like done, I've worked security at festivals. I've gone to festivals as a fan and I've also performed at festivals. So, uh, I've done experience at, festival had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. A uh, lot of MDMA. And, um, <laughs> and that was just when you were working security. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, I tell you, 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 are you really, I really, <laughs> fell in love with action bronson and i'm on just on mdma oh, man. i think it was i think yeah. it was wireless festival and it's there's nothing more fun than being on mdma in like the pit of a festival because everybody <laughs> in the front row they know you are fucked up because it's very obvious and obvi and and you know the way a lot of especially the security would would act on the you know if they were on some form of drugs is they're they're raving they're having a good time they're nodding they're bouncing around and uh, and they're really talkative, so like 
Bouncers, they don't want to chat to, like, I never wanted to chat to no one unless it was like a, a hot girl or something. But <laughs> when you're high, you're like, hey, bro, nice hair, man. <laughs> you do everything's just a, everything's just an absolute treat when you Is that sorry. a handlebar mustache? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly, right? Yeah, you know, I just, I just saw Hulk Hogan and I was like, I guess I'd like Hulk Hogan, my girl. <laughs> I uh, on Action Bronson, I, I, I'm so happy. Uh, 20 odd episodes in, that Action Bronson's been mentioned for the first time. Don't hurt me again. Uh, don't hurt me again. Don't hurt me again. Don't hurt me again. Don't hurt me again, baby. No. What up, love? I need a hug. Drugs be taking over. Shorty couldn't take it no more. She went loca. No stranger to a rum and soda. I met the hoe while she was slumped over. Shit, I've been good though. I can't complain. I could probably cop a half a plane. Drinking juice just like Jack Lane now. I'ma strike it rich any day now. Uh, you know I gotta get a plate now. Yeah, I've seen him live a couple of times, and I'm a massive. I mean, I'm a massive fan of him in general. Like his yeah. his food show and everything. Um. But yeah, live he is. He's one of the like best, most fun acts I've ever seen. That, um, so you, you, were, you were pretty high on MD when you saw him. Well, I've seen him a few times. I just yeah, remember yeah, the one same. time where we were all just off, we were just lightly getting fucked up um, <laughs> on shift and uh, microdosing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'd say micro. Yeah, I'd probably get. Yeah, we were lightly sort of microdosing, um, and. Uh, because uh, I tell you, man, it's the only thing to do. If you know you're on the pit of a music gig for like uh, eight hours or whatever, it's the only thing to do because you're so bored, yeah. generally, um, especially if there's music artists on that you're not really into. Like the one good thing I really enjoyed about doing, uh, and I used to work a lot of music venues and all that sort of stuff, was I found a lot of bands of various music that I still listen to now on Spotify. And I'm like, yeah, I, I found them when I worked this festival, this gig and stuff. So, um, but I remember uh, just going back to Action Brunson, that same festival, some guy got on stage. There was, um, it was in, uh, uh, yeah, I think it was wireless. Was it wireless? I want to say it was either wireless or V festival. And uh, I was on the pit or whatever, but I was like just flying off my head, man. And uh, I remember a guy got on stage, just one of those things, he's climbed over, got on stage. And he kind of did that thing that people do when they run on stage when an artist is on there. You're, you're going to get like, it's, it's going to be one of three things. They're either going to want to fight for whatever reason. Uh, they're either going to want to uh, hug and hold, oh my God. Uh, or they're going to try and join in with them. Oh God. So, which, so that's, that's like probably arguably the worst. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just the most cringy. And this guy, I remember, actually when I started rapping, this guy ran on stage. And he kind of, oh, he kind of tried to put his arm around Action Bronson and, oh, and point no. as if to say, "I'm your, I'm your hype man." <laughs> and I remember Action Bronson just quick as a flash, just turned around, push this guy, just like, <laughs> and, and this was, you know, Action Brand, Action Bronson, about eighty pounds heavier than he is now, just, comp yeah. just so angry, pushed this guy. He was aiming to get him off. And he's I a strong when, man as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's a strong dude. I remember when he pushed him, he pushed him wrong uh, and he messed his finger up. So he pushed him in a way that, because it was just a, such a quick reaction to who's this person, get him off me. 
And I remember it was his whole hand, he had to come off stage for a bit and I think he fractured his finger oh. because his finger was in a bad way. And then we had to like jump on the guy and get the guy out and all that sort of stuff. But he was, Fuck. oh, he, um, it might have actually, it might, you know what? It might have been because he had his spliff in his hand. Cause he had a giant, I remember he, oh boy, was he just, he was just smoking the biggest spliffs you've ever seen. And I think when he pushed him, he didn't want to mash up his spliff. So he, uh, his finger went during it. Standard. And I remember, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was fun, man. That was fun. He, Sorry, um, I, feel like, I feel like I've just gone on the most long-winded, what is your most, uh, are you a fan of festivals question? <laughs> <laughs> that feels like that was like last week you asked me that question. <laughs> Beginning of lockdown, we asked you no, that. I enjoyed down. it. But I, <laughs> yeah. There's a, no, there's just like last bit on Action Bronson, but like, yeah, the, the uh, there's a few videos of him doing that. It, it's just like, you, you don't know whether because those videos and doing it on YouTube, like he'll just push push them straight off. Yeah, it's like, do they just do they? Surely, if they're fans, they know he's going to do that. Like, do they do it to get pushed by Action Bronson? Like, it's fucking weird. I think, I think, man, you factor in excitement. Uh, you with your mates, they're daring you. Dave's got there and shake. Dave's got there. Shake. Dare you? Dare you to go up there and shake his hands? They're <laughs> high. That you know, their friends are going to record it. I mean, I think everybody's kind of looking for uh, 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 Alex from Glasgow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Moment. They would, yeah, they want to do that Dave thing and then get a uh, a Boohoo Man deal. And about, you know, I think he made about six figures in a short amount of time from that. So I think some people are hoping to get their version Fuck of yeah. that on stage. That's one festival, by the way, I've never done anything for. It's Glastonbury. Never, never been there, never worked there. Um, never, I've been asked to do comedy there. I always, I always say no, just because it's just so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's so far. I can't be asked to go all that way, man. But uh, I don't know. I the thing with Glastonbury is, uh, I'm waiting for like headliners that I wanna that I would I would go. I missed the Kanye one. That was that was quite sad. But um, yeah, yeah. That's that's the only festival I can honestly think of that I've had nothing to do with. <laughs> what what about what about um? If it is on next year, which I don't know, it's in the balance at the moment. But if they do have the same lineup, then it'll be uh, uh, who is it? Kendrick Lamar. Oh, it was Kendrick Lamar. McCartney? Yeah, he's he was going to be. Yeah, he was going to be the headline this year. So it was yeah, Kendrick Lamar, Paul McCartney, and Taylor Swift. Like Kendrick Lamar headlining Glastonbury would be incredible. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I I I feel before he does that, he'll probably drop his new album by then. So exactly, I, I, I think, yeah, him and Paul McCartney, yeah, great. I even, t- I'm sure Taylor Swift would be fun, but I'm just not, I'm just not in. I know Shake It Off, that's it. That's all I know. I don't know any of her. Shake It Off, and I like the fact she says she keeps uh, saying hate. That players wanna hate, 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 hate. Best, the best thing about that song is I don't know if you've ever seen The Rock do the um, lip sync to it, but it's no. incredible. He really gets into the character. It's ridiculous. No, on lip sync battles, yeah, in the American lip sync battle, the, oh, the Rock okay. doing Taylor Swift. I love, I love the, the caliber of. Uh, do you remember when we tried to do lip sync battles? I think yeah, Jason Manford. I love like the caliber of their guests compared to ours. They'd have like Justin Timberlake and The Rock and stuff. <laughs> no, Jason, don't say there's anything wrong with J- Jason Manford. We'd love him to come on the podcast. <laughs> I love that you just saved yourself. Uh, I'm sure Jason will do it. He was delivering for Iceland during the pandemic, so he, he's definitely around. Jace, he's a good egg man. He's also What's like he? a 
Yeah, he was a deliver delivering for Iceland. I'm sure it was Iceland. He, he, he was there for like ages. It was yeah, that's one way to book him. Get a slot for Iceland delivery. Exactly. He was delivering and he was doing, <laughs> um, I think he was doing like a uh, uh, carer driving around and stuff like that as well during it, um, which was kind of worrying. It was kind of worrying for me because I was like, wait, doesn't Jason have money? <laughs> I was like, wait, Jason, I know he's got a lot of kids, but Jason's rich, right? Oh, God. <laughs> has he got a crack addiction I don't know about? Because, wow, <laughs> he is out there. Wow, he's out there. Good for him, dude. <laughs> you heard it here first on your first. Jason Bamford has a crack addiction. <laughs> he's like, he. I think he's one of the most underrated performers going. He can sing, he can act. He's yeah, a Broadway yeah. guy. It's mental what that guy can do, man. He's, um, yeah, he's, he's really one of those sort of triple threats, I think. Is he a good guy as well? He's a really nice dude. Really down to earth. He uh, seems funny. It. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's exactly. He's one of those. He's one of those comics where he, he, what you see is what you get. There's no. There's no difference. That's Jason on stage and off stage. Yeah. I heard. Yeah, I heard him on quickly. Kevin recently talking about uh, Man City, and he was great. Like really, uh, really funny. Now, can you uh, now tell us about the comedians you fucking hate? <laughs> <laughs> It's also, it's also Jason Manford. So uh, <laughs> I mean, I said it, I said it was talented. Didn't I didn't really like him. <laughs> I respect him, but I don't like him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Shall we move on to your festival then, Darren? Um, so to begin with, for your dream festival, we're going to need a name for it and a location for it. And ne- I w- <laughs> what? Okay. Okay, let's go through the names of like the popular festivals. Okay, so you've got Wireless Festival. What does that mean, really? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it means. You've got, we used to have V Festival, which made sense. That was Virgin as well. Yeah. Um, what's the other? I, uh, oh, oh, man, you've got the one up by you that I fucking hated. Part uh, Life. <laughs> uh, no, Part Life is fun. I think Part Life is one of the most underrated. I think, because it, it, it pops at the right time, uh, the time of the year. It's one of the earlier festivals that happens, like yeah. a big like a big music one. It's one of the first ones before all the, the big lead-ups. So you get really good headliners there. I really like Part Life. Quite. They get sick lineups, don't they, like these days? I remember when when it first started, and it was a lot smaller. I, I used to do a bit of work for it. But, um, yeah, these days they're getting, like, they have, like, Skepta and, like, Tyler Creator and fucking Frank Ocean and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think what happens with a lot of um, nightclubs in terms of um, not, not, uh, raves and festivals, they all they all do sound like sort of nightclub-y to me. I think they all go with, uh, yeah. So I think mine would be probably called something like Futurism, right? I thought you were going to go with Oceana. I used to work at an Oceana. That's, uh, don't, <laughs> Did you? Don't, yeah, I used to do security for one of them. Yeah, don't diss Oceana, mate. They had a, a cowboy room. Uh, they had an ice room. Uh, yeah, I feel like it has to have, for it to have like a really good, uh, really, it's, yeah, like futurism. Like it's got to be like, you got to make people think that this is sort of like I love the future. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think that's a great name. And you've just come up with that. You've come up with that off the top of your head. Mate, I'm a talented guy. <laughs> it's just that like Jason, Jason Manford. Manford. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not as, not, nearly. <laughs> um, we need a location for it. You're a proud West Midlander. Yeah, Are we yes. holding it there? 
Yeah, I would hold it in the West Midlands because um, how many festivals really are there in the West Midlands? That are, that are any sort of, of any, no. I mean, we tried to do a, we tried to have a wireless there um, uh, when Kanye was headlining. So Drake pulled out sick, little, I was working and Kanye ended up doing, uh, 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 replacing Drake, but it was Kanye in 20, 2015, 2016. And he was ranting a lot. Yeah, like for Pablo times. Life of Pablo time, and he, so he didn't. He did maybe two songs and just ranted about the media, talking about his, oh, at, 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 at Birmingham first. I, I'm really happy for you. I'm let you finish, and then at London, and oh boy, did that bury that festival. Um, it, <laughs> be, it, it buried shame, it, man. Yeah, it buried the Birmingham. We were so excited because it was like, yeah, you got London on uh, Birmingham Saturday, London Friday, and they just alternate between uh, acts. Works perfect. Uh, problem was Drake was ill so Drake was supposed to headline and obviously Drake anywhere is going to sell out regardless yeah. so when he got ill Kanye replaced him and then because word spread just about how much he ranted in London when he came to Birmingham it was yeah people just didn't there was not much walk up and it just sort of ended it so I would definitely do one in the West Midlands I think it's not that far from you guys it's not that far from people from London and whatnot my uh, uh, if I but my favourite place to have a festival. I mean, it's got to be like, you've got to look at like Brighton and Southampton and just because you've got like actual beaches and like the True. sea and like, I've, I've seen that one that they, I don't know what it's called, in Brighton. Uh, it's at like the, um, is it like an airport hangar or something? Uh, I, forget, I think that's what it is in Brighton, but you can see like the beach and the sea and I'm like, fuck, that would be... Oh, why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Any anyone's like that, like near like around like the coast and the sea, and so I think it's just I guarantee people in like bloody Devon and and Shrew and all yeah. that. I guarantee those sort of places, man. You can probably have a really amazing festival with some pretty unique, especially if you're city boys like us twats. You would have the you would have the <laughs> best time. So yeah, but because I feel like uh, uh, West Midlands and Birmingham really needs a, a, just a signature like proper festival i mean they've got one called um i can't remember what it's called now but uh i think covid has kind of destroyed it and it holds about ten thousand people it, it's a good one but it's not at that that tier and i feel like yeah. we just need that like proper uh, first tier uh festival in in but the sort of thing that you you hear about like months before and you go oh really like oh who's who, who's coming down well allegedly they might be getting this person oh fuck <laughs> oh, yeah man you want, I want a bit of that to happen in the, in the, you know. So yeah, 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 definitely be in the Midlands, West Midlands. We can build some like man-made beaches along the canals as well, if you really want the, uh, <laughs> I mean, really yeah, want the beach vibe. Yeah, to, to be honest, I'll try and keep it as far away from the canals, just because, <laughs> I mean, if, you, if somebody fell in there, you're going to get slapped with like someone else's kidney. Like it's not, it's not the cleanest and the best looking. Problem is you've just got a load of bars next to it as well. So it just kind of, it ruins that whole view. But when I, when I've ever been to, especially like Portsmouth and places like that, some of the places I've gigged at, I've looked around and gone, geez, why are you guys here for comedy when you've got these views, man? This is like, <laughs> this is amazing to me. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where, that's definitely where I'd host it. I, I'm originally from, um, originally from Shrewsbury. Which um, oh, nice. you know, is it West Midlands? Yeah, not not too far from Birmingham. There's a lot of uh, in Shropshire. There's loads of loads of field space. Loads of like nice empty fields. Yeah, all of the all of that part as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, like Warwickshire as well, another place yes, you could just nice. get. 
I don't know how much it would be. I wonder what the cost would be like for that because there's not much going on. That's why people, that's why every festival seems to be in Croatia these days. <laughs> yeah, just, you're right. Just because it's just so, I don't know what, the, whoever's in charge of like the uh, the Croatian, whoever the government is and they're in terms of like events and arts, they're really on the ball because they, I mean, I've been there raving before. They bring everybody to Croatia to rave. They really they do, got, don't they? Yeah, they get everyone there, man. So uh, big up their cultural uh, the department, I guess. <laughs> Shout out to the oh. Department of Culture in the Croatian yeah, government. Yeah, man, big up. <laughs> cool. So we got what futurism in the West Midlands, and what what days of the week would it be? Because you know, we asked this because the conventional festival is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But some people, uh, you know, they'll go weird days of the week. So what what days of the week? I I honestly think it would go. Um, I would rather it be Saturday. I'd rather it be Friday, Saturday. Um, not too normally with Sundays. For, uh, they they generally tend to be the more calm and more family type events. And sure. so yeah, normally with festivals, Friday is the fucking gets all mad. Uh, I would purposely try and have it during. So the, the plan is in terms of when I would want this. I would want this to be um, like a bit earlier than park life even. Like, let's get, let's not bother with the mids, Junes to the Julys. Uh, I don't know much about August, right? Um, the only reason I don't know much about August is because I normally do the Edinburgh Fringe in August. So I'm never around for, uh, for about 10 years now, I've never spent in, in England, August. So this was the first August that I've actually been here when it's been, because uh, obviously it wasn't on because of the, the virus. And it was like 30 odd degrees. And I was like, in like London and, and, and Birmingham was about in the, in the mid thirties. And I was like, okay, that's mental. But I almost think that's like too hot. Oh, well, I think- you know what? I, I, I think my experience of August, um, I, I think, I don't think it's actually as nice as like, I, I much prefer like the late part of spring, early part of summer, like you're saying, like uh, late May, sort of like late May, early June. August is, um, I don't know. I don't. I, I. I can't remember having like a great August, but I remember there being like really good sort of May Junes. So I, I'm with you there. So in in Birmingham they have the Gay Pride um, Festival for a weekend where they cut off parts of Birmingham city centre and they have like a big uh, Gay Pride. Festival. And we, I've always, I've done security for about four years um, in a row. The last two years I haven't, but before then. Uh, and it's a really good place. It gets more aggy than you think as well. People think just because it's like a gay event. I'm like, listen, we work at the house tent. It gets it gets spicy a lot in there, right? You need a <laughs> you need a serious team. And but I always remember yeah. the weather. It's always not too hot, not cold, not really cold. It's like nice, and it it's normally about May eighth, May 9th. So I would think potentially somewhere near the end of May, yeah, I would try I like and work that. it. I'll try and work it into when a, a half term is. Because Good. I think I want to I want to bring in obviously uh, you know students and 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 families or well, you know people uh, you know because I not because I, I would just be looking at the Friday I'd be like okay Friday Friday if we open at like one or two where I want it to be in half term because then it's absolutely ram out um, well, that well then be- you could have you I suppose you could have Thursday then you could have you could start on a Thursday if it's half term. Could potentially start on a Thursday. Um, could Thursday, Friday, do, Saturday. Could potentially have sort of a um, yeah, maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That could work as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you prefer it to know. a Sunday, I, I suppose the choice is between Thursday and Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because Sundays are fine, but um, 
in my experience, they 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 usually they usually don't sell as well. Yeah. So from yeah, what yeah, I yeah. from what I see, and and it's always because the lineup is a little bit more tamer um, generally, and everyone is yeah. you know. Uh, but I think if 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 I'm going for an older crowd, like more of a uh, you know this, um, older mature like over say over thirty five, which I'm not really. Uh, then I think Sundays would also be fine. But then you have to do it in a way where um, you can do it in a way like like Latitudes, for example, is like, it's just, it's everyone's a family. It's all families. We're all here. We've all got our, our, our tents properly built up. We've all, you know, we do arts and crafts. We do this, we do that. It's that sort of a thing. Uh, but I don't want to do that. I want it to just be strictly raving nonsense. The good, futurism, good, the, good. the anti-latitude I'm, I'm festival. The anti-latitude. Uh, actually, I, I will not have any slander to latitude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The reason I won't have any slander to latitude is it's the one festival in this beautiful country, other than Edinburgh, of course. Um, but Edinburgh is different because it's like an arts, where they equal comedy to music. Yeah, yeah. Nowhere else, nowhere else. Uh, literally, I'm on stage and uh, bloody... Um, uh, two-door cinema club is playing and I'm like no I love that what am I doing here like they keep us equal so they get a lot of respect from me as well um, I always ask this to comedians because I th- I th- I'm pretty sure every comedian's mentioned um mentioned latitude and I always ask do you feel uh I, I mean I suppose you've kind of answered the question there but do you feel like equal with do you feel like a, a bit of a rock star when you're at latitude or is the crowd just kind of too middle class to, <laughs> to feel Man, that way. It's all middle class white people, dude. Like <laughs> it's it's the most middle class people you've ever like like all the middle class stereotypes you can think of, they are there. They are there. <laughs> a lot of beige outfits, a lot of guardian readers, all that sort of stuff. Um oh yeah, so they know they yeah. But you definitely can tell. So like if I like if I did latitude next year um for latitude like they would the people there would know who i am to a degree but i'm not gonna get the same kind of pop as the acts that they really sort of look at and they see as them. like i, I did it before and uh, alan davies was on who obviously is an absolute legend one of the nicest dudes ever but he that's this is his crowd this is like this is his people because they're around that age they all grew up with him and they all like really so like a guy like i mean a guy like him walking around anywhere he's gonna be stopped by people but places like latitude if you're like um you can be famous that's fine and you'll do you'll do well because there's there's such pretty nice crowds but um i always feel like the more middle class acts who really speak to the crowd they're getting it's like a it's like you know it's like a, a a comic a black comic who does really black who does re- it's like a black comic who does really black orientated material at a black festival. Hey, hey what up? And, you know, it's like it's like good fellas. You get high fives everywhere you go. Whereas, uh, whereas for that sort of latitude, I never feel like I fit in, which is fine because I'm going to talk about that on stage anyway. Because like, there's not many black people there, and I don't really want to sit around and talk to somebody about bloody I don't know, fucking hummus or whatever hacky middle class thing I could think of. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that oh was the first thing I thought when you started talking about it I was, I just, in my head I thought of someone called Poppy eating hummus oh mate there's a lot of poppies there there's a lot of hopes there's a few Sebastians laying about and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Sebastians. but it's 
It's one of the reason. The reason mm. why comedians always talk about latitude and why is that it's the uh, other than the Edinburgh Fringe, it's probably pushed just as much with comedians because yeah, it yeah. is. It, it 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 gives you your first, usually your first bit of festival gigs. Um, the entire crowd is full of TV producers. Like that's where they right. go on holiday. They because they can take their kids, their wife, their kid, their dog. And there's great music and there's also loads of arts and crafts, lots of plays, lots of things to do. So every time I've ever done Latitude, uh, my agent has messaged me from various producers who have just said, oh, we really love Darren. And I, heck, I always panic. I'm like, geez, don't they go anywhere else? That's why everybody does <laughs> Latitude, because you're forced to do it because uh, there's a lot of people <laughs> in the crowd. But I'll tell you. Just telling I, yourself. I've had amazing, I, I, I did it uh, uh, the year before, yeah, last year's one. And I did the big stage for the first time. And it was one of the best gigs I've ever had. That main stage in uh, in a tent. It, well, it's like a big thing. It's not even a, it's a, yeah, it's like a big tent kind of thing. Holds about nearly 3,000 people. Absolutely amazing. Wow. Weirdest, the weirdest part about it was, uh, it's the comedy started at midday. That's, it's, that's the crowd. They're up at 9 a.m. with the kids. They can do comedy from midday all the way until 10. That's weird to me. I was on second. I was the second act. I was the sec. I was the second act on at midday, right? On at 12:30. The first act, I always just think this was really funny. The act who before me was a uh, uh, Mo Gilligan. So <laughs> I just thought it was funny that there's no black people, but you put in the, the two, the only two black acts on. First and second. And then that's it, let's get out of the way. What, do you think they're like getting you out of the way? It, it felt that way. But then again, <laughs> but then again, I was just glad because like, I just got, I went home early. I went home immediately. I don't really stick around. When I, anytime I perform at a festival, I do not stick around because chances are the festival probably isn't really for me because, you know, no. all, all the ravey festivals that I want to like go to, I would never do comedy at because... <laughs> Um, because who, they're the worst crowds. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't Who's imagine. on MD watching comedy, yeah. Oh, could you imagine trying to do comedy in park life? Like somebody ha somebody having a tech. Hey, guys, come on in. A bit of comedy. Yeah, I know you're trying to get Kendrick, but I'm here. My dad's a bit wacky. Fuck off. Oh, my word. Just to a student in a K-hole. That's what I mean, yeah. It's like, it's like, work, dude. What the fuck, man? Try, try to jump on stage with you to finish your jokes for you. Oh, like, oh, I'm around yeah, here. Yeah, we need to push him away. That's, that's, that's exactly it, Johnny. Oh, you don't worry. I've got, I got a bit of one than that, mate. Give me the mic. <laughs> <laughs> this thing up. I tell you, my dad, my dad, right? The local Chinese. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so should we go to the first day of your uh, festival? Yes. yes. And who are we having for the headliner for your festival then? The headliner for okay, so I mean I didn't know it could be people dead or alive. Yeah. I thought it would they literally just had to be alive. The headliner, see the thing with the headliner is when you do like a bit when you have the bigger event. Uh, festivals the headliner almost like they matter because they do but they almost like don't because there's just you look at like um uh latitude not latitude uh um uh what's the one glastonbury you got a headliner but when you look at who's on it feels like there's so many headliners it just yeah. feels like they're usually they all okay if i wanted to go down a latitude route i'd have a legend and then i would have 
Um, you'd have a legend on one. This is Legends Day, isn't it? With Glastonbury, they have one day where that's why they always have like a yeah. Diana Ross on the on the, the, on is the it a Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Paul McCartney is the yeah. the Sunday. So I would I think I would want to have I would definitely want to have a legend. Um, but I don't know whether a legend. Okay, hmm, let me rework this. Okay, I might have Sundays in because I might have a Sunday as a legend day. I okay, might have to so do Friday, that. Saturday, Sunday. Because yeah. sat- I don't know whether Saturday doesn't work to me as a day you want legends. And now that I'm thinking families and whatnot, okay. So okay, I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to start with my legend first. The, le- the legend that I want on the last cool. day for more of the the yeah. oldies day would be Ray Charles. I would bring back Ray Charles. Oh, I lovely. Ray Charles is fantastic. He's one of my favorite artists of all time, and is better than for me, better than like McCartney easily. Not even not, not even a, and I love McCartney. Not even a question. Obviously, better than Elton John. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think he's fantastic. He, he he literally you just need a piano and he will just keep doing songs. Or and he's got so many hits, and I feel like that would really set the tone. I almost feel like. I almost feel like the, the 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 Sunday would be, you know, like how some festivals, the Sunday, they almost turn it into almost a different festival. Like they, it's yeah. like, it's under the same banner, but it's like a different name. I feel like that would almost be Sunday. But uh, yeah, so Sunday, I would definitely have Ray Charles, I think as my big headliner. Uh, it, it, you know, it's futurism, but this is like, he, we've got him back. We brought him back and he's going to live for a long time. He's still blind though, but not that good. Um, but, <laughs> We couldn't we couldn't fix his blindness unfortunately. <laughs> we couldn't fix his blindness unfortunately. But we have we have brought him we back. Tried. We did everything we can. But it would be like it would be people like him, and then we'd have like obviously uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, people like that. I would try and get in like a share as well. But I would personally, I would have Ray Charles headline. Yeah, why? I would have Ray Charles headline. But I know people would be like, why isn't share? And I'd be like, are you out of your mind? Um, um, and it was tough because I I, 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 I think obviously Michael Jackson is one that you would want, um, but no, uh, I, I'm going to leave Michael Jackson out, even though I think he's is also fantastic. I, I would just rather see, I would be amazed to see Ray Charles do that. Um, but if we're going for first night, so, okay, if I'm going to have three nights, one night's going to be the old school sort of crooners, um, sort of uh, the legends, legends night, if you want to call it that. Uh, I think first night would have to be the sort of the clubby partying. No, no, no. Okay, Fr- no, that's Saturday. Friday, we're, talk- uh, <laughs> we're talking about old school R&B. It's going to be more like, nice. like soul. Uh, we are bringing back cancelled people. I'm talking R. Kelly. <laughs>
you know, Jodeci. I want more of that kind of I, a vibe. I knew he was going to come up. For some reason, I had a feeling. Of course. What are we going to do? Of course, R. Kelly's there, mate. And uh, our memories have been wiped of his, his deeds. You got, he's got great lawyers. Um, so, I, I think that... <laughs> so we, can, we have the ability to uncancel people. Oh, mate, we have the uh, ability to uncancel people. There's going to be a comedy tent, too. You can guess who's probably in there. Mr. Cosby, Louis C.K. <laughs> um, I... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would like to celebrate that kind of music from the 90s, like sort of old school. But I'm also, I would also have like uh, classic, like pop stuff. Like if I could get like, okay, take that back. I think the headliner for the Friday night, ah, oh, mate, all right. Because I would say Spice Girls. <laughs> I would say oh. Spice Girls headline. I think, because I, I think pop and um, that kind of '90s sort of R&B really worked. They really, because they they all came up together at the same time. So I yeah. always feel like those kind of bands, you know, like Mariah the, Carey. She kind Mariah, of fits into both those categories. Mariah Carey's perfect for that, you know. Uh, Joe, Joe DeSee, and all that. I, I would fit all of them. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely have like, a, and then obviously you've got Take That. Oh, come on, mate. Take that! already dude it's just making me really crave like going to a gig like you you talking about it and getting excited about it is making me really want to be watching fucking take that (laughs) are we we talking take that with robbie um i did security for take that with robbie so i'm gonna say take that with robbie yeah it was great it was probably the best talk oh hold on just had a thought okay on the (laughs) on the legends night i know you've had it but again not the headliner is queen as well. Queen is... Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Queen, yeah. Queen. I'm glad you said Queen. Great shout. Would have to be there. Freddie Mercury and so... Um, yeah, Freddie yeah. And Ray Charles could do a collaboration and that would be how, pretty... How amazing is that? I would get Michael yeah. Jackson and Paul McCartney to do that one track they did together. Yeah. 
song. I think people oh, just I have higher hopes for it. Yeah, I thought it was a good song as well. I just and, think... Um, uh... Wait, they had two, didn't they? Because they had the one on Thriller as well. Uh, the Girl Is Mine. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Because uh, the that, that girl is mine. And then they do like, that, oh, that one conversation. A great... That one yeah. was a... Yeah. Yeah. Like having it... Paul McCartney in the room with us. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, that would be it. But here's the thing. I'm, I'm also a big uh, sort of metal fan as well. So I'm trying to work out how I would get some metal and some rock bands in there. Like, class... like for me, uh, the, 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 my, probably my second favorite festival is Download. Like generally, downloads is great. Also, the best comedy gigs you can ever do at a festival, other than Latitude, is probably download because a lot of their audience are like goths and they really respect <laughs> comedy. People were like, oh, I don't know, man, there's fucking, there's a guy over there with like spikes on his boot and shit and like neck tattoos. I'm like, yeah, they're like, they're like porks and that. They, they're here for, com- they, they want to, they respect comedy. Like they're not going to, and they were the best. They were well, so- they know. I- they know how dark comedy is. They, 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 were, they were down for any comedy. And it was like, you know, it was like 3 p.m. and they really darkened the tent. And it was like, it was great as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, it really worked. So I think I would put, I would also put comedy on each night, like during the day. And I would put it on from maybe, I think I would probably do it from about 3 p.m. till maybe 6. And I'd make sure that it was a tent and it was quite, and it was dark inside to give the comedy vibe feel. And I would have chairs, just because I don't want any of the proper loud headliners on uh, while comedy's on, because it's just, yeah. why, am I, why am I doing that? So I think I might do like, even if it's like three till four, and then you could get like Eddie Murphy and he could link up with um, Michael Jackson and do Remember the Time and you know, Ooh, do yeah. all that. That'd be fun. Eddie Murphy can come and do party all the Love time. That gets so much airtime, that does now. That was Eddie Murphy, he was like, yeah, I want to be, you know what, I'm a comedian, I'm an actor, I've got all this money, all these girls, I want to be a rapper. And then he just made like a terrible album, and that one one song really, he's hanging out with Rick James, that's why, he just thought he could do anything. Rick Rick James would probably make you do anything. Rick Rick James would also be a very, he he wouldn't be a, he wouldn't headline, but Rick James would also be. He's one of my, uh, one of my faves. He was a scumbag of a human being. Oh man. So he, what I, what I always have loved about Rick James was that he looked like a really camp queer guy, like the way that <laughs> the way that he dressed. If you if you see a picture of Rick James um, on any of his albums, you look at him and go, "Well, this guy's clearly on the LGBT scale, right? He's like wearing tight leathers, high boots up to. Uh, sometimes he does look like he's cross dressing, 
But yeah, yeah, he does. If you even insinuated gay, he was like an absolute gangster. He carried guns. He was addicted to drugs all his life. He literally um, uh, kidnapped women and burnt them with uh, like crack pipes. I mean, near the end, he, he fell off so bad. He was just a, a drug addict who was very talented and wanted to be a gangster in a way that James Brown. James Brown was very similar, as in Jet. But when James Brown was doing it, he was doing it during civil rights. But James Brown was breaking up police fights with black people. He also was a heroin addict, carried guns, beat a lot of women up, and was a pimp, and had permed hair. Uh, they all, all, all these things are very similar. But they were they were all such great artists. But yeah, they were um, especially Rick James. Rick James, man, fucking hell, yeah, he was a real monster. But yeah, I would have well, the, la- the last. Uh, he says on this podcast, the the last the last two. I think the last two weeks of his life, him and his girlfriend at the time kidnapped um, yeah. a prostitute and and did all that. Like that. That's how he died. Like just with this kidnapped prostitute and his girlfriend, um, just doing crack. Which is oh god, so Mental dark. Man. But anyway, let's move on to the Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Saturday. Um... So I would want it. I would have to have like Ray. I want to, I, I do want to have a rave. I do want ravey music. Um, you know what? Now that I think about it, that might have to be. Can I move my Friday to Saturday? I feel like after you kind of slow down to R and B, then yeah. rave. It's got to be rave and then slowly work our way down. So I would have yeah, mix yeah. that up. So I would say uh, for my Friday, I want. I want like um, oh, who would be a great headliner for what I'm looking for. Because the one thing is, as much as I, it, I, I, as much as I love rap music and hip hop and a big fan, I just feel like it's everywhere for these sorts of events. I mean, unless I can get, yeah, I feel like it's literally every festival. There's there's that sort of stuff. Um, so I think mm, my headliner. So I would I would want like dance housey music, definitely. But I'd want people like you know like a Catronada and um, you know people nice. like that but then I'd get like uh, a fat boy slim we've come a long long way together through the hard times and the good I have to celebrate you baby I have to praise you like I should Yeah, people like people like that, and but then it's more. But then also, have you ever seen him live, Fat Boy Slim? I don't think so. You know, um, I might have done that. Um... That festival up near you, the house one. What's it called? Uh, something, uh... something form. Some, some. It's it's in, it's, in, it's very northern. It's it's like near. What's it called? But yeah, so I think I. Th- and you know what? I probably have to headline Daft Punk. Probably. Yeah. I feel like with Daft Punk, especially like their first two albums alone, you've got, their and their light show, I would have Daft, yeah, so it would be more, there would definitely be house, 
Um, house, but then there's also like, you know, um, uh, dance and techno more. Yeah, Daft Punk, I'd have Justice as well. Oh, I love Justice. I think that's the first yeah. mention on the podcast. I must, have you seen the... Very underrated. Mate, watch the... the there's a... Uh, I think it's called uh, Across the Universe, like as in... Yeah. Uh, Cross because you know the symbol. They're, they're, um, yeah, I had, I had it on DVD somewhere, but I'm sure you can stream it online. But it's um, they are just they're fucking rock stars. Like I mean, they're kind of bastards, but they they're like just these two French guys in leather jackets and that, <laughs> and they just like they 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 are they are more like more rock star than any band in the last. And like before they play Madison Square Garden, um, someone's giving them shit as they're walking into the gig. And so one of Justice fucking bottles him, bottles this guy. What? Justice did that? Goes, yeah, bottles this guy who's like giving them shit. He's like, oh, you think you're a bit like, like you fucking European, like, I'm not going to say the word, but the F word, not fuck the other one oh, that okay, Americans yeah. might use a lot to insinuate someone is. Yeah, so that words. So like, you French, whatever. And, and, and then so Jesus. he bottles him and then plays on like D- DJs with like a bandage on, like bleeding. And then the police yeah, are like, like arrest him the police arrest him after the gig <laughs> wow i had no idea they were yeah. that they were that about that life <laughs> they're cool as fuck man honestly yeah, so, yeah I thought i'd they recommend were... that documentary no no, no yeah definitely yeah, check it out. yeah no i i i'm yeah i'm into it um but then i'd get like old school um so there's a there's a really old school band called yellow magic orchestra They're called the Yellow Metal Orchestra. They're nice. Chinese. They're from the 70s. And they start, so they are credited as inventing hip hop music. So if you ever listen to their tracks from like the 70s, um, they all, they're from, uh, from the, yeah, from Japan, but they use computer sounds. So you know, early bat and ball, doop, doop. They use that and put that into music. And then that's how hip hop, because they, um, the people from Brooklyn uh, in the 70s when hip hop was being formed, would take their sound and turn that into hip hop, and that was what they break down with. And they're they're absolutely legendary. Oh, like right. if you listen to them, they're they're fucking fantastic. And you go, you go, wow, this is like forty odd years old, and it's just still to this day. So yeah, um, I would have them. Um, yeah, like I said, sort of Caetanada. Uh, it would be that, but the Daft Punk, basically Daft Punk would be for me. I'd bring back like bands that I used to love back in the day that just had like like they just you know genre bending like um hadouken and uh oh um, wow. Hadouken yeah, did, not heard them mentioned yet i did security for them at one point as well yeah they were that was great their, their last ever tour um what was their album called was it parasite or something like that I, I i remember i used to really like them but like does it offend you yeah i was obsessed with like, oh wow like not that's are, a name i'm not in a long time i used to love them when you finish it it's a new rave the new mate, it was this new experimental sounding. It was like, is it rock? Is it dance? Is it hit what? Like, um, I tell you, I was, I, we, does it offend you? Yeah, amazing, like that. That I remember 
It's what you know when you first well, heard of what about Claxons. Never really got into them, but no. I was just so hard into like, does it offend you? Yeah, and and Duke, and I'm trying to think of anyone else that I was really into. Phoenix, but, were you into? Nah, I never Phoenix are really good. Ah, uh, if we're on about French, French bands, oh, Phoenix are ridiculous. I like what's that other French band I've got on? Oh, let me check my phone. I've got loads of those songs, and the name is just completely gone. Oh, Breakbot. Breakbutt are amazing. Yeah. They're um, they're like they're a bit more they're a bit more close to Daft Punk, but um, yeah. So I think I think that kind of a vibe, just because I I mean I don't know many festivals that have that that no. have that kind of. But there's still going to be a few tents that are going to have your proper fucking ravey lose your head and all that sort of <laughs> yeah. stuff. But I think people, I think at least at least one thing at a festival has to have great. Pyrotech- pyrotechnics and a great look and great like like you know if i'm gonna go see bloody i don't know uh, uh, drake I've, I've seen drake live before in concert I, well, I was working and there was a load and it was really well done but technically yeah i've seen kendrick three times the first time i saw him was in 20 2013 before it was it was just him on a mic mic and it was about 600 people and then the second time i saw him it was him with a mic and uh, a guy on the piano. Everything was played on piano. He just did his whole, it was weird. And, then last, and the next time you see him, he was fucking he's a massive superstar. But I think you need at least one event that is like, whoa. So like, I was thinking of putting Travis Scott as a headliner. I get those goosebumps every time, yeah. You come around, yeah. You lose my mind, you make everything feel fine. Worry about those comments. I'm way too numb, yeah. It's way too dumb, yeah. I get those goosebumps every time. I need the Heimlich. Throw that to the side. Yeah. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, when you're not around, when you throw that to the side. Yeah. I get those goosebumps every time. Yeah, 713. Through the 21, yeah, I'm riding. Why they on me? Because I know Travis Scott is probably the only rapper outside of Kanye West. And and Drake, I guess, who has a fucking insane. I mean, he's got that roller coaster thing where he, he sits on a he literally Amazing. a roller coaster on the stage and he sits Astro on the Astro World, yeah, Astro World thing, yeah. And he, I know he doesn't do many, he doesn't do many uh, gigs outside of what he does because you know, you know, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, not Kendrick, Travis Scott at this point, he's like a Super Bowl Super Bowl advert man. He's just he just puts his name to fucking every brand going, but. Um, uh, yeah, I, I decided against it, and uh, but yeah, McDonald's, the, the, yeah, the McDonald's collaboration is mad. The PlayStation Five collaborators, PlayStation trainers, PlayStation, uh, Reese's Pieces. Yes. It's like, dude, relax, yes. man. You're you're married to a, you're dating a billionaire. <laughs> Chill the fuck out, dude. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah. With Daft Punk, would you be tempted to get Nile Rogers on with him? Because Nile Rogers would fit well into your Ray Charles day as well. Nile Rogers would fit very well. Yeah, you know, that would be amazing to get him on. That would be amazing. And if I could maybe get Pharrell in there to do the uh, the two best songs of their recent album, that would also help me a lot. Um, but yeah, I think you just you just want to have a big spectacle on at least one of the nights. I think sometimes you can get... I mean, a lot of the performers will have their little things going on in the background, you know, on the screens and stuff. But I think when it comes to the headliners, you just really and obviously Ray Charles is just going to be literally a spotlight. They won't, you know, on him in the same way Paul McCartney. It's just sort of him. Um, I think I think we can um, 
I, I, I'm a massive, massive Travis Scott fan, and um, like, uh, did you watch the, doc, the the Netflix documentary? And his life is just absolutely insane, as you'd imagine. But and his live shows, are, he he performs like a rock star. But I think his music's kind of weird and diverse enough. Like he does stuff with Tame Impala, and then he does some. Yeah. You know, so I think he can fit on that weird Saturday sort of rave slash guitar slash hip hop day. I, I, I think you can shoehorn him. I could see him, him in. I could definitely see him, and I can see Post Malone as well. Yes, Post Malone getting in there and doing a, a cover of whatever band he's a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who is it this week? He, he did. He did the uh, at the start the of Nirvana. But yeah, because he's a, he's a, like a legit fan. He's, a he's legit amazing. Fan. It was amazing. Fan, it's yeah. like I, I was trying to think of like if it was me. Like I really love Slipknot, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I could probably do Slipknot. People don't know that. I'm I've been a Slipknot fan for maybe 15 years. <laughs> like I <laughs> legitimately like if someone says if someone says to me who are my favorite non uh, sort of urban uh, bands. Everybody would go, really? I'm like, Slipknot. Uh, <laughs> Slipknot. My top three, my top three in terms of like what we call white boy music, my top three is Slipknot. <laughs> Again, it, my Chemical Romance and Dance Gavin Dance, right? For the past three <laughs> years. For the past three years. MCR, yes. MCR days, mate. I got into them from the Black Parade, number one in the charts. I was yeah. like, who are these guys? Been a fan ever since. Man. That was what, 12? No, that was a long, long time ago. Um, Dance Sam and Dance have been in my top two favorite bands on Spotify artist review for the past three years. It's a non ending <laughs> thing. So I feel quite bad that I don't have any of them on there, but I'm just trying to go with something that I feel feels really different in a way. Um, yeah. I would also, another thing I'd have at the festival, uh, I'd have all the normal, um, I, would, I would have. I would make it much more, try and make it much more affordable for small businesses, for new businesses. I think I would try and do it where we, um, where I know it's where people can sort of, I want to, if you want to sell something at this festival, I want people, I want to have an event where people can just sell their stuff there and we can actually just go and just like experience it and try it because I feel like a lot of the stuff you get at festival, you know what you're going to get at a festival in terms of like, you know, everything else that's there, there's probably going to be, 
a few people, obviously there's going to be food sellers. They usually feel quite the samey. And I want to go and, and, and not just food, but like little things we can do, little events. So you need to think of the age range, the day, what kind of events can we have there that kids would find? And even if it's just, you know, your basic carnival-y type stuff, fine. But I think there's different things we can do. But a lot of people don't really put that much effort into it. You just go with the same companies and you go, right, as long as we have this much and this amount of toilets and whatnot, that's fine. Like, for example, something I don't see at festivals, I don't know whether it started, is uh, barbershops. Don't see any. Don't get it. Um, I don't need a barbershop myself, but like, you know, you, you need, and you can charge as much as you like for a good cut, especially, you know how, uh, especially with black guys, all we have is a fade. That takes like six. <laughs> I know you white guys, it's longer because you do all that, fine. But like for us, man, six, set, six, seven, about 10 minutes tops done. Look how many heads barbers can get through. And if they just paid for the spot and they get to keep all the money and they can charge it as much as they want. Because technically, I mean, at a, at a festival, if you want to look good, you can, you'll pay, uh, I mean, to you guys, 30 quid is like standard. But if you're a black guy, we've never paid 30 quid for a haircut because it's just that short. So you could raise it to like 80 quid a haircut. People would pay. Somebody's going to pay. When people are off their tit. Yeah, when people are off their... I mean, I'm the same as you. Probably for the last uh, five, six years, I've only had fades. And I just go to like a... I I go to a... Moroccan barber down the road where it's and like he puts the hot towel. Does he put the hot? Do you get the hot towel yeah, yeah, treatment yeah. and all that? Imagine that at a oh, festival yeah. just before you leave. How fresh are you gonna feel? Yeah, if people off their tits, head? they will fucking people like white white boys off their tits will pay st- I, stupid money. Like Katty Brist- Bristol yeah. Uni student. Yeah, definitely. Seba- Sebastian needs a new haircut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sebastian needs to sort his criff out. <laughs> But yeah, I've, I've always noticed that that was something that was always lacking at these events. And even if it was like, um, I mean, uh, you know, the women's equivalent, like a, just a shorter maybe, or like a beauticians or something like that. I just feel like that sort of stuff is- Waxing, is, you could is, do is, waxing is, for women. You could do waxing out there as well. Yeah, because <laughs> the thing is, they're going to get so much more money outside of what they normally would do. Because it's a festival. That's why drinks are expensive. Drinks are like 10 pounds. You can charge, you know, an extra uh, 50% on top of what you normally would. And I just, uh, the main thing is I would want to have it where we get to have a look at potential people for the festival um, and they can kind of sell it to us in person. You know, I know it's like long, but I feel like if it's a big thing and you're really dedicated to bringing in new businesses, then why not? Why not? You know, it's like Dragon's Den meets Glastonbury. It's fun. It is very Dragon's Den. Tommy, do you want to run through uh, Darren's festival? Yes, Darren Harriet, uh, your festival is called Futurism. It's uh, somewhere in the West Midlands. We're not we're not too sure specifically, but it is definitely at the end of May, where it's not too hot, not too cold, nice bit of weather. We we had some messing about with the days, but eventually we ended up on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'm going to go in the order that you did. Uh, purely because that's how I've written it down. Uh, so Sunday is the Legends Day, where the main man, Ray Charles, is headlining, and you've got the likes of Stevie Wonder, Cher, and Queen, and Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson doing that one song uh, before it. Saturday, um, we have the R&B and pop sort of 90s day. So we've got uh, an un- uncancelled R. Kelly. I- I'd-, I'd go as far to say as like he just wasn't a bastard. He just hadn't done those things, uh, but he still had the tunes. Spy Skills we've got, um, who else we've got? Take That, and also we've got the Comedy Tent, which is in the day where we've got uh, Eddie Murphy playing and probably a load of others. Saturday, 
we've got the rave day. So it's the likes of Fatboy Slim, Keitranda, uh, Justice, Hadouken, does it offend you? Yeah. Yellow Magic Orchestra, who is a great tip and a great history lesson there from Darren, which I will check out after this. And the headliners are the immortal Daft Punk in their, probably in their massive fucking pyramid doing a big light show. Uh, Darren, thank you very much for coming on your fest, mate. No, oh, thank you. This has been really fun. God, I really want to go to a rave now. <laughs> I'm, so des- I'm so desperate to go to a rave. The last, ra- the last band I saw was a, a band uh, who's one of my favourites that would be on the uh, rave day, Submotion Orchestra. Is yes. one of my like fa- favorites of all. Just that nice dubstep, just any any sort of dubstepy kind of slow uh, jams that has a trumpet, a prominent trumpet, just works so well. And like now, I'm like, fuck, man, I really wish I was back there again. Because this is just like this is this is. You guys have really made me want to go to a bloody rave now, man. <laughs> <laughs> have, just, have one in your kitchen. I'm. 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 <laughs> I'll just break lockdown restrictions. We won't tell anyone. That was episode 25 of Your Fest with the excellent Darren Harriet. We had some Hulk Hogan. We had Days of the Week in the wrong order. We had Mustache Talk. We found out that he was a security guard. Another great episode and a lovely guest. Lovely guest, lovely guy. Um, and he, <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's obviously very interesting, especially like seeing what sort of careers comedians go to, to and from, because sometimes I have to go back to those careers. But he did talk about the security thing quite a lot, the security guard thing quite a lot. And why wouldn't you? He must have seen absolutely hundreds of gigs doing that. Yeah, and someone you wouldn't want to mess with. If there's any trouble at his festival, he'll turf you straight out. He seems too nice, though, doesn't he? To like, I couldn't imagine him like he'll win you over with his charm. Maybe that's it. Yeah, get you to throw yourself out the festival rather than <laughs> like on a Fresh Prince of Bel Air when uh, Uncle Phil just gets fed up of it and Jazzy Jeff just starts throwing himself out. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast please go back and listen to our other episodes there's 24 more to pick from leave us a review on itunes as well and if you enjoyed the podcast you can follow us on instagram and on twitter at your fest podcast you can follow today's guest darren on twitter at darren harriet you can follow me on twitter at johnny gabriel and you can follow tommy on twitter and instagram at tom andrew stew and we'll be back again next week for a very special bonus episode of the podcast so we'll look forward to seeing you then love you bye merry christmas love you bye Before we leave you this week, just a quick message from me. This episode was released on the sixth anniversary of my brother Simon's suicide. And today's guest, Darren Harrier, also lost his dad to suicide. Something which he spoke about frankly and openly earlier this year on Dave and Calm's comedy against living miserably. This year has been extremely difficult for a number of people and for a number of different reasons. The coronavirus pandemic has caused worry and concern for both our own health and the health and well-being of those close to us. Stemming from that, there has also been an increase in feelings of loneliness and isolation, as well as worries about employment, finances and relationships. If this year has been more difficult than you anticipated, if you aren't finding yourself in the festive spirit this Christmas, and if you haven't been feeling the way you feel like you should be, then if you feel able to, please find somebody that you can trust and speak to them. Alternatively, you can reach out to the incredible volunteers at CALM, the Campaign Against Living Miserably. You can telephone them from 5pm till midnight every single day on 0800 58 58 58 or access an online web chat at thecalmzone.net. 
No matter what you're going through, all your conversations will be taken seriously and the service is free, confidential and anonymous. Thank you and have a great Christmas.